Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. You are listening to the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacogenomics is the study of how genes affect a person's response to drugs. This revolutionary science combines pharmacology and genomics to develop effective, safe medications and doses that will be tailored to a person's genetic makeup. There's no better healthcare provider position to leverage the analytical power of pharmacogenomics to provide more effective medication therapies and outcomes than a clinical pharmacist. And now, here's the host of the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, pharmacist, researcher, and national pharmogenetics expert, Ken Sternfield. Pharmacy Podcast Network, welcome back to PGX for Pharmacists. This is a show, if you haven't listened to the first PGX for Pharmacists, our launch show with Ken Sternfeld, if you haven't listened to that show, it's going to be in the show notes because I know that all of these different podcasts, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, we have over 17 different podcasts now, so I'm, I'm sure that with a lot of content coming at you, you might not have known. So if you don't know, we just launched 
a podcast, this one that you're listening to right now, dedicated to the pharmacist and the science of what is pharmacogenomics, pharmacogenetics. My name is Todd Urey, the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You can find all of our shows at pharmacypodcast.com, and you can follow this show on Twitter at PGX number four RX. That's PGX number four RX, and that's your Twitter handle. Welcome back to your show, Ken Sternfield. How have you been? Well, thank you, Todd, and thank you, listeners, for giving such a great response to our first show. I appreciate the opportunity, and things are great, Todd. Thank you so much for asking. You're very welcome. You know, I read something. It was called a special feature, Pharmacogenomics in the Pharmacy Practice. It was a white paper put out by the American Pharmacist Association. I think this has been out for a while, but I actually just read over this um, the last two nights because I knew we were doing our second episode of PGX for Pharmacists. Very interesting docu uh, document and, and white paper. I'm going to put a link to this white paper in the show notes as well. So anybody listening, if you're driving, if you're exercising, don't worry about it. All of that information will be in the show notes. So, Ken, we launched this show. We launched PGX for Pharmacists, for pharmacists out there who want to understand how to leverage, how to use, how to reach patients who are in need of a pharmacogenomics test to make sure that the efficacy of the medications they're taking is working as desired, that medications are, are, are doing what they've been designed to do. And based on genetics, we all know that... Uh, you know, not everybody's the same, of course, and some medication will work on me differently than it works on you. But just set the stage, just in case people didn't listen to show number one, a quick snippet about Ken Sternfeld and what you guys have been doing uh, since our last podcast. Thanks, Todd. Um, for the last four years, we've been focusing on patient care and how a pharmacist can go outside the box of traditional retail environments or hospital environments and make a direct connection with that patient. And the pathway has taken us directly to pharmacogenetics and the testing that can be done. Because as you said, not everyone is the same. And as pharmacists, we felt the need to reach those patients with the right information for their physicians so that they can get prescribed the right drugs. At the end of the day, having more information is the thing, it's gonna be the key to adherence and keeping those patients healthy. So as a company, we're committed to raising awareness. That's why we're hoping this podcast will inspire others in our profession to also reach out and ask their, first ask themselves, but then ask others in their circle of influence why pharmacogenetic testing is not being done for every patient, because it saves lives. And pharmacogenetics is hot. It's a hot category. So what pharmacist or what entity in the pharmacy industry should not be involved is the question. None of them. Every single pharmacist, every single PharmD, every single student of pharmacy should be involved in tomorrow's medicine today. Yeah, you know what? I, I know it's hot. And when we say things like that, it's a hot topic. Hey, this is a hot subject. It's in the news a lot. People think, well, does that mean it's going to burn away? Does that mean it's going to be a flash in the pan? And really, that's just not the case. I mean, this has been around and being studied intensely now for over 20 years. The reason why I think it's getting even more hot is because of the number of cases, the number of research uh, findings, uh, the information that's coming out. 
to set the stage. I think, Ken, and this is a lay person that's not a pharmacist, not a practicing pharmacist, but from your perspective, do you think that pharmacogenomics fits best within a medication therapy management environment where a pharmacist is already conducting a review of medication and pharmacogenomics sounds like that it fits best in MTM? Or is it any pharmacist can leverage the tool bag, the pharmacogenomics tool within the tool bag of pharmacy without implementing an MTM program? So give us some feedback and contrasting with medication therapy management. MTM absolutely is a perfect intersection for PGX testing. Because think about it. You're doing a comprehensive medication review on a patient who may be experienced side effects. Uh, the lack of adherence is an issue. Uh, you're talking about perhaps the patient has had adverse drug reactions. Why wouldn't you start that process by doing a PGX test and having an absolute blueprint of the right drug that should be prescribed for this patient? It's covered by Medicare. MTM is a Medicare-driven program. It would make sense to incorporate PGX into that uh, process. There are many other areas, but clearly medication therapy management and the relationship to PGX testing is perfect. So those are my thoughts exactly as well, Ken. Um, and I think of the sectors of pharmacy, hospital system, community, specialty, um, compounding, um, and I'm thinking long-term care, senior care, and I'm thinking it, it fits everywhere. And you and I actually talked offline about each of those being cognizant of running a PGX test for your patient, especially if your patient is in a comorbid situation where they have co-conditions, they're taking a bunch of medications. You'd want to make sure that the medications that have been flagged are in fact going to work as intended. So are there any other sectors of pharmacy that you think PGX, I don't want to say is the is leading or the hottest sector of pharmacy, but are there any other sectors of pharmacy or, or pharmacy settings that really come to mind when you think of pharmacogenomics and, and DNA testing? Absolutely. Why don't you think of any place prescriptions are prescribed? Because the ability to, to get this information and avoid the fact that the risk of an adverse drug reaction when you take three or more drugs is significant. Polypharmacy being prescribed for these patients, these medications, it is, it is applicable in every sector of our profession. Who wouldn't, wouldn't want to know the right drug to prescribe for a patient? All you have to do is take a step back and say, if the drugs are being prescribed and they're not right for the patient, there can be problems. And if we do a simple test can avoid that problem, why aren't we doing it? So every sector of pharmacy, and when we prescribe uh, medications, must include a pharmacogenetic test, uh, for my opinion. So how do we get this to become fluid? And I think what I mean by being fluid is, is ease of execution from the time you engage a patient. Possibly this patient has been your patient for years. You know that this patient might be on some kind of medication that you've researched that in fact is on that list of FDA um, top 160 or whatever it is at this point. But tell me, from your perspective, Ken, how do you become, how do you shift from transactional pharmacist, um, which sometimes pharmacists are forced to be, versus a concierge pharmacist? Because you have a personal story that you shared with us during the opening of the PGX for Pharmacists. But 
our, some of our listeners might not have heard that. So share how you transfer from a transactional pharmacist, which I'm not, that's not a bad thing. I don't want people, my listeners to think I'm, I'm picking on you guys, you guys, you guys and gals that are out there working your butts off. You're, you're behind the bench, you know, 60 hours a week. I understand, but there is a difference between transactional and concierge. So Ken, share a little bit of that, share a little bit of that with our listeners. Well, the transactional aspect of pharmacy is dispensing, and it can't be done at the point of care. So I decided that the only way to collaborate with a physician was to move out of the pharmacy environment. For me, it was one day a week. We called it Pharmacy Friday. So collaborating with a physician is the first thing every pharmacist should do to get into pharmacogenetic testing. Talking to a a doctor about a prior authorization is important, But more important, you want to talk to them about what's right for the patient. And it can't be done over the phone. You need to be in the office. You need to collaborate with a physician, even if it's one day a week. But you need to establish that relationship. So from a transactional standpoint, we're not dispensing when we're in the physician's office. We're collaborating as a provider. We're an extension of his or her practice as a trusted, valued healthcare provider. So to become a concierge pharmacist, you have to kind of take a day off from retail and just look at practicing at the height of your license and doing the clinical study on the drugs and helping patients in a more personalized one-on-one fashion. And that's really what I went to school for. And that's what all these pharmacists that are passionate about pharmacy went to school for. I can imagine some of the younger pharmacists on the way to work right now saying, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to be a concierge pharmacist. I really want to get into what I was, what I spent all this money in school to do, which was truly be that expertise of medications. And, and what is that expertise? But ensuring that that medication is going to work the way it was designed to. I found something from WBOI, which is a radio station, 89.1 that uh, came out with a a news article that said Manchester's offers Manchester's offers unique online pharmacy course in January, Manchester university will begin their new pharmacogenomics online master course. And this is the only online master course program of its kind in the world. And it was created right there in Fort Wayne. And I know that, you know, uh, Dr. David Kaiser. So I just wanted you to kind of make a comment about how this is becoming uh, so much more prominent than what it was uh, five to 10 years ago. Well, Dr. Kaiser is a thought leader. And the fact that the master's program, first it was an on-campus initiative, and they had many students who took that program, but now doing it online gives the ability for any pharmacist to find his or her spot in an emerging category of pharmacy. I think it's wonderful that this extraordinary uh, learning curve is offered for pharmacists uh, through the Manchester program. What we do in talking to David is saying, we want to start earlier. We want to get these students, even before they graduate, involved with pharmacogenetic testing. We want them to know that this is tomorrow's medicine today. So with Manchester doing uh, master's programs with RxVIP, doing anything from an IPI to an API to having students and registered pharmacists and pharmacies perform pharmacogenetic testing, our hope is that the whole profession will lead us to provider status by actually doing something that impacts patient care from a measurable standpoint. And that's a pharmacogenetic test. I'm going to put that article down in the show notes. I also want to reach out to Dr. Kaiser and give him a high five, a virtual high five. 
Um, maybe we can even get him on the show in some uh, future episode of PGX for Pharmacists. And I also want to encourage anyone listening to this podcast that wants to get involved from a information um, source, a um, article that you want to send to us. Uh, Ken and I are always looking for good information, the latest and greatest. Or even if you have a personal story about the leverage of pharmacogenomics, we want to hear about that. And I want to mention Post Bulletin. You can find postbulletin.com under their life and health section. It says pharmacogenomics enables healthcare providers to tailor treatments based on genetics. What I like about this, it's a, it's a written letter to the Mayo Clinic that says how much is known about the role of genetics and, and how it plays into an individual's reaction to specific medications. And as you read down through this article, which isn't any surprise to you, Ken, because you've been part of this from the get-go, is Timothy Curry, Dr. Curry, who is with um, the Center for Individualized Medicine at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. He goes on in basically encouraging researchers to continue to explore pharmacogenomics, pushing the envelope to the next level, and really leveraging the science in order to personalize medication for disease states that include uh, treating cancer, heart disease, lung disease, HIV infection, arthritis, high cholesterol, depression, and the, the one that hits home to me because of my background and profession, which is addiction recovery. And we couldn't pick a better one knowing that, does that opioid work on your patient, doctor? Are they going to absorb it? Are they going to break it down the way that it was intended? Or is it just going to become a, an addicted uh, situation, which I think hits the nail on the head in which we're, what we're going through in this nation right now, Ken? Well, the opioid uh, epidemic sadly has brought awareness to pharmacists about what's going on in losing lives by people abusing these drugs. Again, knowing what that drug will do for the patient before he or she takes it will save lives. And as a healthcare provider, and I consider myself a healthcare provider, doesn't matter what the law says, I'm providing service, information, and value by offering this test to anyone so that it can save their life. 125,000 people died last year for an adverse drug reaction. That's more than opioids, sadly. It's even more than breast cancer. So the, the goal for pharmacists in our vision is to make a difference and save lives. And this is a pathway to provider status. We will provide some videos for the listeners from the Mayo Clinic, from Vanderbilt, from Stanford, from St. Jude's Hospital who tests every patient. And they say if a doctor knew about this test and didn't practice it, he or she wouldn't be practicing good medicine. These are powerful statements from leading research facilities. This is not a new test. It's been around for 10 years. People know about it. And the genetic pathway is a very hot pathway. And pharmacists should be leaders, not followers. Absolutely. An example of this research that was inside this article, which really hits home uh, for me, is it says the pain medications out there that are being given by physicians for their patient for whatever about 15 to 20% of the population is unable to metabolize the medication from codeine, morphine, or other opioid um, medications. And that means that the medication cannot do what it was intended to do. And those people don't receive pain relief, but then they start taking more of it because they still feel this pain. 
And what do you know? Now we're addicted to pain medications. So that that's like that's like the 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 aha moment for me. I have great respect for the physicians and the work that they do, but they're not given enough information. They're working off clinical studies. You weren't in that clinical study. Your personalized gen, uh, genetic profile wasn't studied. So these physicians, it's all trial and error. And at this point in healthcare, it can't be trial and error anymore. Too many people are, are getting the wrong drug. And this test can provide information that the physicians, sadly, we're raising awareness. I'm hoping this podcast is listening to people who are in pre-med and doctors and physicians. We need to raise awareness that this test exists. And as pharmacists, dispensing the medication, it just behooves us to be involved in lowering the risk of adverse drug reactions through this test that is available today. So medicalexpress.com, another news organization that I pay attention to, and they do a insert about pharmacogenomics in almost every one of their editions. This is January 26, 2018. New genetic tests can predict adverse reactions to epilepsy drug. So it says Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland has identified a new genetic test that can be used to predict if a patient with epilepsy will develop an adverse reaction to a common anti-epileptic drug, and the finding will help inform doctors to prescribe the safest and most beneficial treatment for patients with epilepsy. What a win. I mean, this continues to, to list the whys, and it still continues to diminish the why nots. And the why nots is A, time, and B, money. But guess what? You're going to spend more time and more money correcting a mistake that could have been um, prevented by running that test. So I just, I just think the, we're going to continue to see more and more disease states added as well as more medications added to the uh, flagged, what do they call that, Ken, that when you flag a medication that it, it should be the one that you should test for? Well, it's a black box warning that the FDA puts on drugs that uh, indicates that testing either is required or highly recommended. And there are upwards of 160 drugs that are already black box warning. And we need to make sure that those patients are protected. Uh, even if it's a statin, I mean, you're talking about epilepsy drugs and all the individuals, but statins, you want to make sure the right statin is provided so the patient doesn't have an adverse drug reaction or enhanced side effects. In the show notes, I'm going to put FDA pharmacogenomics. It comes right up if you Google it, but I'm going to put it in the show notes for you guys too. We want comments. We want you to follow us on Twitter so you can ask questions to us at PGX, the number four, RX. That's PGX, the number four, RX, and that's our Twitter handle. We um, push information through there, obviously the podcast links. We're going to send some video links through there, any information so that it can become your source through Twitter for all things pharmacogenomics and the, the clinical pharmacist out there, the concierge pharmacist out there that truly is leveraging the education that you paid for and the passion that you have in being a pharmacist. Ken, tell me some things that are coming in your life that actually parallels the world of PGX for pharmacists in this podcast program. Well, we're, we're making a difference in patients' lives. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be working with an organization that services over 250,000 Medicare patients in assisted living and nursing homes. And they've embraced pharmacogenetics 
as well as chronic care management to allow their patients to have a better quality of life. We're very fortunate that we can make an impact on over a quarter of a million patients by providing this test. We're also going to be in a national uh, provider of report reviews. We're going to review PGX tests for a major company uh, and one of the leading labs uh, in the industry so that our students and our pharmacists and our PharmDs can get more experience about reading the tests, understanding them, making assessments, providing information to physicians. That's a very exciting initiative for us because it's going to spread the news that pharmacists can be involved with this and make money. We are have a compensation model that we've developed so that we can pharmacists can be paid for the professional services they deliver, just like a provider. Um, it's the flu shot of the future, and we should get involved with it. Look at the flu epidemic. How many pharmacists did flu shots today and weren't compensated? Well, we've created something for PGX, uh, for pharmacists, where they are professionally compensated for the services that they do by raising awareness of pharmacogenetic testing and actually doing the reviews of those reports. So if you listen to the first, the launch of PGX for Pharmacists, if you didn't listen to that show when uh, Ken and I launched the podcast dedicated to pharmacogenomics and the clinical pharmacist, it's going to be in the show notes. However, if you've heard Ken and I use the phrase concierge pharmacist, we want you to get more information about what we're talking about. And in the show notes, I'm going to put RxVIP concierge. It's the website that Ken and his team have created. By the way, Ken, the website looks absolutely amazing. I'm just looking at it now. Thank you. Once again, RxVIP concierge. What does it mean to be a concierge pharmacist, Ken? It means to dispense care, compassion, and empathy instead of prescriptions. It means to do your work at the point of care where the patient can be receptive to your knowledge, to your, to your empathy, to your passion for your profession. We need to connect with the patients. When people ask me who I work for, I say I work for the patient. doesn't matter what's on your, uh, your, your lab coat or a logo or a name. If you're a pharmacist, you really are working for the patient. And I'm very proud of the fact that we've grown from just a single concierge pharmacist to to dozens of concierge pharmacists and PharmDs and students uh, of of pharmacy who are embracing the concierge model. Um, We'd like to believe that we're making a major impact in patient care uh, because we care for the patients and we care for our profession. And if you do those two things, a lot of good things will happen to you professionally as a concierge pharmacist. I'm pretty exciting about the next coming episode of PGX for Pharmacists, where we welcome Jason Cavalina, Dr. Jason Cavalina. He's from uh, your side in the neck of the woods, and he's part of the concierge services um, uh, team. So we're going to have him on the show just to kind of dig in a little bit from another perspective about pharmacogenomics and the importance of identifying, is this medication going to work as it intended? for my patient, and then we're going to make sure that it does based on the uh, cheek swab test that we can easily do. But once again, if you're listening to the show and you want more information to how to actually make this palatable, make this work within your practice, independent community pharmacists, this is right up your alley. A matter of fact, of the five sectors of pharmacy that I always talk about, community, long-term care, compounding, specialty, health system pharmacy, I think community retail, this is the number one place that you can apply the world of pharmacogenomics because you're not going to be held back by any big corporate structure, big box pharmacy out there. 
not that there's anything wrong with those guys and, and what they do and what those gals do in those pharmacies, but I know what you're up against. I know that you have parameters and, and quotas and you have to run and you just have to keep going. Whereas in the community independent space, you know, they have time to possibly slow down a little bit more, run an MTM. And then, of course, if you find out that your patient is on one of these 160 uh, black, block, black box flag medications from the FDA, that you take the time to actually run this test. And I think you could give guidance, Ken, as well as uh, Dr. Jason coming on the show, giving us some guidance. How do we kind of weave all this together in our busy day lives? And then how do we get paid for it? Well, we'd be happy to do that. And you touched on the independent pharmacy owner. My dad was a pharmacist who had an independent store in Queens, and he was doc, and uh, he had great relationships with his customers and with the physicians in his neighborhood. And we do have a model to put the independent pharmacist squarely into the pharmacogenetic model. And we've developed something. It's almost a patient-centric marketing approach because they have great relationships with their patients great relationships with their physicians. And, and we've created, along with our, our marketing partner, MedX Prime, an ability for them to raise awareness, make money, and make an impact right in their community. Our goal as a company is to keep that independent pharmacy alive and to put him or her on the corner of happy and healthy as opposed to some other large uh, big box retailers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather the community pharmacy be happy and healthy, right? <laughs> we need it. We need it. We That's need great. it. Well, Ken, I thank you so much for dedicating another uh, part of your time and day. You and I are both running busy and I know how busy you've been, but thank you so much for dedicating uh, your time and knowledge to the PGX for Pharmacists. If you're listening to the show and you want to reach out to Ken, his contact information will also be in the show notes. However, if you go to pharmacypodcast.com forward slash co-host, You'll actually find Ken's profile there and contact information and read up on him. Ken, I find it a, a continuing to be an honor to be talking with you. It's such an absolute pleasure to have you on the network as someone that I can rely on to give us insights into PGX uh, for pharmacists and what's going to happen in pharmacogenomics, helping us with things like provider status, raising the awareness of what a pharmacist is in a collaborative team, and then ultimately what's going to happen for the patient, which is what this is all about. So I thank you again, Ken. It's my pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity. And thank your listeners for giving us the opportunity to share this exciting venture with them. You are listening to PGX for Pharmacist with Ken Sternfeld. We thank you so much for listening and go to pharmacypodcast.com for all of the podcast programs dedicated to the pharmacy profession from the Pharmacy Podcast Network.